discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. According to the Associated Press, DMX, the iconic hip-hop artist behind the songs Rough Riders Anthem and Party Up Up In Here, whose distinctively gruff voice and thoughtful messages in his rhymes made him one of rap's biggest stars, has died, according to a family statement Friday. He was 50. The Grammy-nominated performer died after suffering quote-unquote catastrophic cardiac arrest according to a statement from the hospital in White Plains, New York, where he died. He was rushed there from his home April 2nd. The family's statement said DMX, whose birth name was Earl Simmons, died with relatives by his side after several days on life support. Quote, Earl was a warrior who fought till the very end. He loved his family with all of his heart, and we cherished the times we spent with him, the family said, adding that his music, quote, inspired countless fans across the world, end quote. APnews.com Also, today, Wednesday, April 14th, NPR reports that Bernie Madoff, the financier who orchestrated what is thought to be the largest Ponzi scheme in history, has died. He was 82. The Federal Bureau of Prisons confirmed that he died today at the Federal Medical Center in Butner, North Carolina. He had been serving out a 150-year sentence. As a money manager, Madoff defrauded thousands of investors out of tens of billions of dollars over the course of nearly two decades. His scheme wiped out the savings of individuals, charities, municipal governments, and college endowment funds, and he was so hated at the time of his 2009 trial that he wore a bulletproof vest to and from the courthouse. NPR.org You know, it's never any fun reporting on the death of a celebrity, or, well, anyone, really. And I'm sure if you were a loyal fan to DMX, to you he will be greatly missed. Just as I'm sure that if you were not a fan of Bernie Madoff, to you he will not be missed. But no matter how you feel about either of these men's passing, I assure you that life will go on and humanity as a whole will move forward. However, I am extremely saddened to report on another death. One which has serious ramifications for most of you hearing my voice. I am speaking, of course, of the death of the American dream. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio. I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. 
The following comes from The Burning Platform, a piece titled From American Dream to American Nightmare, published April 11, 2021. For most of the 90 years since James Truslow Adams coined the term American Dream, most Americans still believed the fairy tale of the American Dream, that no matter how humble your beginnings, everyone had a fair chance to become a success in America based upon your individual talent, intelligence, work ethic, and a society that rewarded those who excelled. Sadly, that dream is no longer achievable for most Americans. Our society has devolved into an oligarchy since Adam's book, The Epic of America, was published in 1931, where a powerful few rule over a willfully ignorant many through propaganda, mistruth, fear, and an iron fist. Quoting from the book Epic of America by James Truslow Adams, quote, But there has been also the American dream, that dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for every man, with opportunity for each according to his ability or achievement. It is a difficult dream for the European upper classes to interpret adequately, and too many of us, ourselves, have grown weary and mistrustful of it. It is not a dream of motor cars and high wages merely, but a dream of social order in which each man and each woman shall be able to attain to the fullest stature of which they are innately capable and be recognized by others for what they are, regardless of the fortuitous circumstances of birth or position. The American dream that has lured tens of millions of all nations to our shores in the past century has not been a dream of merely material plenty, though that has doubtlessly counted heavily. It has been much more than that. It has been a dream of being able to grow to fullest development as man and woman, unhampered by the barriers which had slowly been erected in the older civilizations, unrepressed by social orders which had developed for the benefit of classes rather than for the simple human being of any and every class." End quote. It is terribly distressing the American dream has vaporized in less than a century after Adams wrote those profound and at one time true words. The real questions are, why did the American dream turn into an American nightmare, and is there a pathway back to the kind of country our forefathers created? There are numerous reasons why the country has fallen far from its original conception as a proud, defiant republic to its current state as a dying empire of depravity, decay, debt, and decadence, the conspiratorial creation of the Federal Reserve and implementation of a federal income tax in 1913 marked a true destructive turning point for America. These two choices, implemented by greedy bankers and sleazy politicians, put the country on a road to perdition. They centralized the power of money printing and confiscation of our wages at the point of a gun. The result has been a 96% loss of purchasing power of the dollar and an average tax burden of at least 30% when all federal, state, and local taxes are taken into consideration. The standard of living has steadily eroded for the average working class, while extreme wealth has been accumulated by the ruling class. And it was not an accident or miscalculation. It was purposeful. We have been fleeced by bankers, politicians, and the 
ruling oligarchy for decades. Our world is now ruled by a tyrannical few who have used the system created by their class to accumulate immense wealth and power, sustained by a government they manipulate by buying politicians and having their cronies and thugs write and enforce the laws. The misinformation, propaganda, and fake news dished out by a mainstream media, owned and controlled by the ruling oligarchy, creates a smokescreen to obscure who wields the true power in this country. The deep state is no longer a loony conspiracy theory, but the reality of how this country is now controlled and run. Despite his personality deficiencies, the four-year reign of Trump tore the curtain away and revealed the vile creatures wielding their traitorous power within the swamp of D.C. What commenced in 1913 has come to fruition in 2021, as their goal of you owning nothing and being happy, while they own everything and rule by dictate and trunkion, is within reach. The most distressing aspect of this great reset scheme is how a vast swath of the populace are willingly beseeching their overlords to impose restrictions, mandates, and censorship to accelerate their unconstitutional takeover of our nation. Their fear of a weaponized annual flu given a scary name, a continuous propaganda marketing campaign using frightening terms like cases, double mutant, and variant, and lying doomsayers like Fauci and Walensky have convinced most Americans to trade their freedom and liberty for the false hope of safety and security. They have been convinced to wear face diapers despite all scientific data proving they are useless against viruses and are now terribly excited to be the animal guinea pigs for an experimental gene therapy which was rushed to market, has unknown long-term impacts, and generates billions for Big Pharma, who have zero liability for any deaths or injuries caused by their concoctions. It appears the herd has gone mad in believing government drones and billionaire techno-geeks like Bill Gates, while simultaneously believing they can get rich day-trading GameStop, Tesla, and Bitcoin on Robinhood. Human nature never changes. When men go mad over tulips or stocks, they only lose money and can regain their senses one by one. But when they go mad and allow themselves to be injected with an experimental drug, they may never get the chance to regain their senses as they meet a premature demise, as thousands have already. This irrational belief in authority is a testament to a combination of public school indoctrination centers and relentless propaganda designed to manipulate the minds of the masses by shaping their opinions, preferences, beliefs, attitudes, and mental processes in a preferential manner designed to benefit those pulling the strings of society. Our educational system has been an embarrassing failure for decades, as hundreds of billions of our taxes have been wasted on mediocre union teachers, useless curriculum, and bloated administration, while math and reading scores have steadily declined. If you were to pick up a fifth grade math or rhetoric textbook from 1850, you would see what today would be considered college-level material. Every fact, book, historical event, and mathematical equation is at our fingertips, but somehow all our technological advances have only made us dumber. Upon closer examination, our public education system is not designed to encourage 
learning, individuality, critical thinking, or creating curious, questioning citizens. It is purposely designed to matriculate non-thinking, obedient, rule-following, non-questioning consumers who do as they are told by those designated as their superiors. Students have been forced to feel and emote rather than think, question, and experience life outside prison classrooms. School is now a detriment to learning and irrelevant to a person attaining wisdom and understanding. The rot within our educational system does not appear to be a mistake. It seems to be a calculated goal of those controlling the system. Our overlords want obedient, easily manipulated, non-questioning, conformist, robotic consumers of material goods who believe debt equals wealth, the family unit is irrelevant, systematic racism is real, there are 65 genders, a flu with a 99.7% survival rate is a reason to surrender their remaining freedoms and liberties, and an all-knowing benevolent government is here to help them. So the ruling class does not see the dumbing down of Americans as a detriment to the country. They see it as an essential cog in their wealth-seeking ventures, and by raising barely sentient sheep, they can herd them in any desired direction. This entire COVID pandemic crisis hoax is nothing more than a further power grab by the ruling elite, who gladly embrace tyranny and false narratives to achieve their aims of more wealth, power, and control over your lives. This country has been in a downward spiral since 2001, obscured by the use of debt to give the appearance of economic growth and rising financial markets. The Federal Reserve and our politicians have sold unborn generations into debt slavery in their myopic, self-centered, destructive attempt to prop up this cancer-ridden empire of lies, delusions, and greed. By still leaning on the relative strength of the U.S. dollar and our military might, the American empire gives the appearance of strength, but the rot within has hollowed out the tree of liberty, and the coming storms will deal a final death blow to this noble experiment started two centuries ago. It did not have to happen this way, but we willingly surrendered our country to rapacious psychopaths bent on enriching themselves at the expense of current and future generations. These evil men who constitute what some call the deep state, ruling oligarchy, or the Davos crowd, are egomaniacal tyrants bent on implementing their new world order, with them as supreme rulers and the rest of us as nothing more than chess pieces to be sacrificed at their will. It would be clear to a critical thinking populace, but we know the term quote-unquote ignorant masses is used to describe Americans because it is true for the vast majority. Plunder has become the way of life in our society. To quote Frederick Bastiat, quote, when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men living together in society, they create for themselves, in the course of time, a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it, end quote. Whenever you observe what seems to be a senseless, irrational policy or mandate, you always need to ask yourself, who benefits? Who benefited from the 9-11 hysteria? Who benefited from the 2008 financial crash? Who has benefited from this COVID pandemic? The answer is in plain sight. The moneyed interests benefited. The military-industrial complex 
benefited. The surveillance state benefited. The federal government's bureaucracy benefited. Wall Street bankers benefited. Mega corporations and their CEOs benefited. Who did not benefit? Wage-earning taxpayers, small business owners, senior citizens, young people, poor people, and unborn future generations. The top 0.1% ruling elite accumulated more treasure and more authority. In the past year alone, the global billionaire class increased their wealth by $4 trillion, with the top 20 increasing their riches by 68%. It seems pandemics are good for business if you are in the ruling class. Meanwhile, it further shattered the hopes of achieving the American dream for tens of millions. Those who constitute the true power in this world understand the mental processes of the masses. They are highly educated and have learned the lessons of history. They know which buttons of fear and greed to push to prod the herd in the direction they desire. They have become particularly adept at using fear to achieve their treacherous aims. 9-11 fear was used to create the surveillance state through the implementation of the Patriot Act while enriching bankers and the military-industrial complex with never-ending Middle East wars. The fear of a systematic financial collapse in 2008 was used to bail out the criminal Wall Street banks through TARP and initiate never-ending quantitative easing to enrich those banks and the billionaire class. This convenient pandemic fear has been their coup de gras, as it allowed them to paper over the crumbling financial system with trillions more debt, solidified the dominance of mega corporations by eliminating hundreds of thousands of small businesses, quashed free speech and dissent through big tech censorship, allowed the billionaire class to gain more power and treasure, proved the ignorant masses would believe and do anything they were told to remain safe, and initiated their global reset to build a dystopian world for the masses and complete control for themselves. Their formula is to create mass hysteria through their corporate mainstream media mouthpieces spreading fear and misinformation while suppressing facts and truth. The oligarchs control the politicians and have partnered with the Silicon Valley big tech tyrants to spread falsity, fabrications, and fear to steer the herd towards the slaughterhouse. The pillaging of the middle class with the collaboration of politicians, regulators, rating agencies, and their ultimate weapon, the privately owned Federal Reserve Bank that has enriched its owners while impoverishing those whose only aspiration was to do an honest day's work, raise their families, and live in relative comfort, safety, and happiness is almost complete. Once you own nothing and are told you are happy, the Great Reset will have been accomplished, all done for the welfare of humanity. The dystopian American nightmare into which we are descending is not solely the fault of the globalist cabal. Americans need to look in the mirror and honestly assess their role in this plunge into madness. The once independent, self-sufficient individualists that populated this country have become dependent, government-reliant, materialistic, 
quivering shadows of the patriots and frontiersmen who created this country. In the name of safety and security, the American people have allowed their government to accumulate complete control over every aspect of our lives. The American dream has become a nightmare as we have allowed individualism, materialism, and selfish greed to override our duty to be good citizens, good fathers, good mothers, good neighbors, and going as far as our ability and hard work would take us. Up until 1913, the American dream, where every person had the opportunity to live a richer and fuller life, was achievable. Up until that time, every generation born in this country had an excellent chance to live a better life than their parents. Relentless progress was the American way. The dream of a social order where everyone could rise to the highest level of their capabilities, regardless of their birth, has been systematically crushed by those who prefer the masses to be debt slaves doing the menial labor necessary to keep their money-making machine running. With all-out assaults on the First, Second, and Fourth Amendments by those who find the U.S. Constitution inconvenient to their despotic intentions, time is running out for those who still believe in and will fight for their country. 245 years ago, our founding fathers declared we all had the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These rights have been severely restricted, compromised, and bastardized over two centuries. Liberties have been ruthlessly constrained as your government tracks you through your social security number, monitors your phone and internet communications, taxes your earnings, and dictates the rules for your education, healthcare, business, and a thousand other daily activities. And now they want to force you to inject a dangerous, gene-altering drug into your body or not be able to work or enter businesses without your vaccine passport papers. It is not a stretch to see non-vaxxers being sent to special camps until they comply. The right to happiness was based upon James Treslow Adams' view. We were free to attain, quote, the fullest stature of which they are innately capable, end quote. The happiness of becoming a success through your individual determination, intelligence, and hard work has been subverted by the fictitious happiness of materialism, egoism, instant gratification, and self-interest, all financed by debt peddled by the ruling class. We have made fateful choices in the last century that have methodically stolen the spirit of the American dream. Opportunity for each, according to their ability or achievement, has been replaced by from each according to his ability to each according to his need. The twist to the Communist Manifesto is those with ability who worked hard have had their wealth redistributed to the rich, who then portray themselves as humanitarian by keeping the poor dependent on handouts. The working class sinks, the poor remain poor, and the rich get richer. But at least we have our eye gadgets, 600 channels of worthless drivel on the boob tube, Twitter followers, Facebook likes, and that $50,000 SUV with only 70 payments to go. There is only one route back to the American dream, wrought with obstacles, with an entrenched enemy ready to ambush those embarking on the journey, and a majority unwilling to make the sacrifices necessary to achieve the objective. Those intent on destroying what is left of the American dream know 
the destruction of the traditional family unit, obliteration of all community standards, and abolition of all societal norms create chaos, conflict, and ruin the cohesion necessary for a functioning society where everyone understands what behavior is acceptable and what conduct is damaging to the community. Shared beliefs, values, customs, traditions, respect for the family unit, and an unspoken understanding of right and wrong dictate the actions and responsibilities of a good citizen. Unfortunately, now, all behavior is acceptable in our decadent civilization, no matter how immoral, depraved, or criminal. We have not lived up to the standard recorded by John Adams at the outset of our country. Quote, we have no government armed in power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Our constitution was made only for a religious and moral people. It is wholly inadequate for the government of any other. End quote. We have ignored our obligation to the past and the future. The founding fathers created an imperfect republic. Ben Franklin knew its future depended upon the people administering it well. The founders did not want a national religion to be misrepresented as keeping religion out of America. The founders were religious men. They believed religion and morality were vital to the country, being administered in a moral, ethical way and guided by a code of conduct. As God, religion, and morality have been disparaged by those in power who have moved further and further from the letter and spirit of the Constitution. Only a people with a strong moral backbone can be trusted to honor the Constitution. The people have allowed the country to be corrupted by evil, self-seeking men, and as a result, we are on a course towards despotism. We are descended from rebels and revolutionaries. The future of our country requires the restoration of that revolutionary spirit of dissent and opposition among a sufficient number of patriotic citizens, as there is no longer a chance to vote ourselves out of this predicament. As Dwight D. Eisenhower said, quote, Here in America, we are descended in blood and in spirit from revolutionists and rebels, men and women who dare to dissent from accepted doctrine. As their heirs, may we never confuse honest dissent with disloyal subversion, end quote. George Carlin clearly assessed the state of our society near the end of his life. During his epic rant in 2005 about who owns and rules America and why nobody seemed to care, his assessment of the American dream has regrettably turned out to be 100% accurate when he said, quote, it's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it, end quote. TheBurningPlatform.com Well, there you go, folks. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That was pretty long, so I'm gonna go ahead and call it a night so I can go get some shut-eye and hopefully have some nice dreams. But obviously, as we just learned, they won't be any American ones. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Wednesday, April 14, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.